Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings and welcome. This episode is the first in the series from my book, The Bride of Jesus, a glorious church awaiting the return of the Lord. In this episode, we focus on the bridegroom, Jesus, the risen Christ, the Savior. The title is Jesus and the Church, a relationship by choice, not default. I am a child of God, saved by grace. My sins are forgiven. And I am waiting for the coming of my Lord Jesus Christ. The best thing that the Lord did for humanity was to send his only son to this earth. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us to die for our sins and save us from eternal damnation. Jesus did what the blood of the lambs, the cattle, the goats could not do. Had he not come, humanity would still be sacrificing these animals for sins and incomplete sacrifice would still be lost and continually trying to make amends with God. But the Father, in his unending mercies, made a way for us through Jesus. When Jesus had done everything, he said, It is finished, and he gave up the ghost. It was done, the ultimate sacrifice, a lamb without spot or blemish. His blood presented to the Father on the mercy seat, the curtain cut opening the way for those who believe, to follow him past the veil into the Holy of Holies to appear before the Father, sins forgiven, praise the Lord. Having done all that the Father had required of him, Jesus went up to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father as a risen king, having conquered death and the grave and now reigning with power and might. After all that, the pain and the suffering, the curse that was put on him, removing our own. It is now left to us. Jesus has done it all. The question is, what are you going to do about it? A story is told of a young girl who went to a revival together with her boyfriend. They were in a relationship and both were not saved. The preacher preached on that night and the message touched the young girl. When the opportunity came, an invitation was issued for those that wanted to give their lives to the Lord, to accept him as Lord and Savior. This girl raised up a hand. The boy quickly pulled down her hand. He did not want her to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. They were still young. They were prone to doing things the wrong way. It would mean an end to their relationship if she went forward and was saved. He convinced her to not go forward. And after the service, they went out. As they were crossing the road, a speeding car hit the girl and she died on the spot. This tragic event hit this boy so hard. Death can strike any time. He felt guilty for convincing the girl to not accept Christ. It was her last day. There was nothing that could be done. Her last chance was to be saved on that day, and she did not take it. Instead, she followed the beating of the boy. 
she took a wrong decision and had no other chance to change her decision. This boy later gave his life to Christ. There are many people out there who behave like this girl. They are living their lives, having fun, experiencing things, dabbling in sin, thinking that they have more time to take a decision to follow Jesus. The excuse is, I'm still young. I'm prone to sinning. These people want to enjoy the things of this world until they are older, then settle down and have a relationship with Christ. The world is way too attractive to be ignored. They still want to party, to engage in sinful acts, to have a good time until they are tired and ready to leave everything. The world is attractive. It promises the good life. In this season, people want to enjoy. It's been a tough year. People want to unwind, to have fun, to do this and that, and forget the pain the year has brought. Just like this boy, they want to still have relationships without any commitment for marriage, to taste here and there, and when they are older, then they would perhaps consider a relationship with Jesus. Unfortunately, the world promises too much that it cannot deliver. After the bubble, then emptiness, a void. In the morning, after a night of drinking, the person wakes up with a horrible hangover and even forgetting some of the dangerous things they've done when they were drunk. The hangover is not nice, though being drunk might have felt like you were walking on cloud nine. The bubble bursts and the reality of life comes back. Money is gone and to some, more than money. Some get violated, some lose valuables, some mess up relationships, some break a few things and only realize the mess when they wake up. Some never wake up because of the accidents from the cars that they drive when they are drunk and they never make it home. We have lost some high-profile people with promising careers because of drunk driving. What a sad way for life to come to an end with no opportunity to even ask for forgiveness from the fan. The fan is ended abruptly. In a split second, it is all over. The sad part about the story of that young girl is that her life ended right after she had received a compelling word. She was like those men in the book of Acts, cut to the core. She felt the beating of the Lord. Come. Her entire being wanted to respond to the call. She wanted that opportunity to be a child of God. However, she was hung up and yoked with not just an unbeliever, but a person who still wanted to enjoy life for a little while. One who thought they both still had many years ahead of them to make a choice now. It was too late for the girl. Her days had come to an end. It was a matter of minutes before her life was required of her. She chose him over Christ. She chose to put away an important decision, a life or death decision. She unknowingly chose death. Like that man that wanted to follow Jesus, yet still wanted to go and bury his dead family member. Jesus responded, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Matthew chapter 8 verse 22. Jesus did not literally mean the dead must not be buried. He used this extreme example to point out that a decision to follow him is expedient. It has to be taken now. As you behold the dead instead of the living Christ, death might call your name. As you behold the riches that come from the Christ who created all things, life may be taken from you and you will leave behind the riches. The young man who did everything right except that his heart was still in his riches, lost out on an opportunity to get life from the life giver. Instead, he chose the riches that come from the life giver, 
and lost out on life itself. It is a tragedy to die without Christ, a tragedy. Then there are those that follow Jesus for a little while until something comes up that challenges them and they leave Christ and follow their hearts. The Bible tells us that there are many that stopped following Jesus when they came to a point where certain matters were challenged by Jesus. They could not take his teachings. It was too much. The expectation from the Lord was too much for them to bear. They were almost in, but were truly not in the kingdom. They liked to hear what Jesus had to say until they did not like some of the things he said. You probably know those that get offended when the preacher touches a so-called. They will have all the excuses, accuse the preacher of preaching about them, and then get offended and leave. These were not ready to sell all they had and to give it to the poor and come follow Jesus. They were not ready to forsake all and follow Jesus. They wanted to have their cake and eat it too. They liked the idea of church but not a relationship with the head of the church. The head of the church expects too much than they are prepared to give, so they get out on the slightest provocation. The gospel must conform to the worldly standards instead of them conforming to the word of God. It cannot be child of God. This type are even more dangerous because they can drag others down with them. They are like that boy who was prepared to go to church but was not prepared to forsake his girlfriend and follow Christ. He was not prepared to let his girlfriend forsake him and follow Christ. He wanted the girlfriend and the company of the saints at the same time. He took the girl out and the girl's life was required of her immediately. And sadly, he later took the decision that he had refused to let the girl take. Be wary of people that influences you against the word of God. Praise Jesus. Sadly, there are many also that go to church every day. They give their offerings. They participate in church events. They pray together with the saints and never take the decision to have a relationship with the Lord of the church. You can spend a lot of time in the garage and even sleep there, but you can never be a car unless you are made to be a car. People spend time in the church, but never allow God to make them sons and daughters in the church. They like the idea of church, but not having a relationship with the head of the church. They like to be in the company of the body of Christ, but they don't want to be members of that body. God has given us the ability to choose. Praise the name of the Lord. Adam and Eve had a choice to eat all the fruits in the garden except one, and they chose to eat the one they were forbidden from eating. God revealed himself to Abraham and gave him an instruction to forsake other gods, to leave his family, to go to the place he has promised him. Abraham, who was then called Abram, had a choice to stay with his family or to leave. I am sure it was not an easy decision to forsake the gods he could see, he could touch, and to go and follow an unseen and unknown God. The gods of his fathers could not even talk to him, and he had met God that speaks, God that makes promises, and God that keeps his promises. Praise the Lord. All that God required of him was to believe him and follow him and do as he said, believing his word. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, 
that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him for he is your life and the length of your days and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to give them. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 to 20. What a choice. Life and death is before you. Blessing and cursing is before you. Choose life so that you may live, so that you may love the Lord your God. Moses spoke these words to Israel shortly before his death, renewing the covenant of God with Israel before they entered the promised land. He was about to die. And before that, he renewed the covenant and then gave Joshua as the leader of Israel after him. God gave Israel a choice, life or death. And then he said, choose life. Praise the Lord. Israel walked with God out of Egypt, and at the slightest provocation, they turned to other gods. Just a little hunger, they complained. A little thirst, they complained. Moses was gone for 40 days. They made an idol, a golden calf. This was an unstable people. They wanted to worship and serve God only when things were going well. God gave them a choice. A golden calf could not give them life. It could not give them the promised land. Man, that thing cannot even speak or even move. People today still want to choose the things of God instead of God who made all things. God sent his son who could be touched, spoken to, and people still rejected him. After all the miracles Jesus did, some who followed him initially turned away because they couldn't accept his word. Jesus is coming soon. He is coming back for his bride, the chosen one. The one who has accepted the invitation, follow me. He is coming back for the one he has a relationship with. No one marries someone unless they are in a relationship. No one is in a relationship unless they make a choice. You do not have a relationship by just hanging out with someone. There are words that are spoken. There are promises that are made. There are commitments that are made. Praise the Lord. That if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10 verse 9 to 10. It is that simple. Believe in the Lord Jesus. He came in the flesh and dwelt amongst us. He died in our place and paid the price that we could not pay. God raised him from the dead. And when you believe this simple truth, and confess it with your mouth, then you are saved. The thief on the cross believed that this man, Jesus, who was hanging on the cross alongside him, was a righteous man. It was that simple. When you believe that, when you believe that Jesus died for your sins, you acknowledge that you are a sinner. When you acknowledge that you are a sinner, you acknowledge that you need a savior. And when you acknowledge that you need a savior, you accept his salvation. And when you are saved from your own sins, you cannot go back and take them again. Your relationship with Christ begins when you believe in him and everything he has done for you. Then you forsake all the other lies and take him as the only way, the only truth and the life. When you do that, everything else becomes subject to Christ. You cannot hold on to the sins and hold on to Christ at the same time. Something has to give. Praise the Lord Jesus. Those that come to church and never accept Christ are holding on to their sinful nature. Though they live and walk with those who have forsaken their sinful nature and clung to Christ. You see, 
The life of salvation is easier than you believe and confess with your mouth. But for some, it becomes difficult to continue believing in Christ when he begins to tell them this and that is sin and it has to go. There is a choice that is made to believe in the Lord. And then there are daily choices that are made to further believe him when he shows us the way. Today, I encourage you to choose him. Choose Jesus. Choose him today, tomorrow, and all the days of your life. Choose Jesus when the finances don't end up and there is an option to do things the wrong way. Because you see, he is the one that will teach you how to profit. Choose him so that he takes care of your finances. He is the one that owns the silver and the gold and the cattle on a thousand hills. He is the one that owns this earth and its fullness thereof. Choose Jesus even when the body is sick and there are options to go to mediums. Because you see, he is the one that came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He is the one that came with healing in his wings. He is the one that came to heal you. And he is the one of whom it is written, by his stripes we are healed. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus when other people revile and persecute you for his name's sake. Because he says, blessed are the peacemakers. This is a relationship where Jesus is the king, the Lord and the savior. It is not by default. Simply because your parents go to church, it doesn't mean that you are saved. It is not by default simply because you go to church and give your tithes and offerings. It is a choice that you make once and you also make it daily. It is not by default, it is by choice. Jesus wants a relationship with you, to talk to you daily, to guide you in ways everlasting. Would you choose him? And if you do, pray with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you in simple faith. I believe that you sent your son Jesus. He came in the flesh, he died for my sins, and that you raised him up from the dead. I confess that Jesus is Lord, and I ask that you forgive me for my own sins and make me your own child. I ask that you cleanse and wash me with the blood of Jesus and make me clean. I thank you, Father. I believe that my sins are forgiven and I thank you for saving me. Now, Lord, teach me your ways. Fill me with the Holy Spirit who will guide and teach and help me in this journey. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for saving me. I am now a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise be to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming back for his bride. He is coming back for his chosen one. He is coming back for you and me as long as you have chosen him and have a relationship with the Lord. The Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you are blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the word of God your anchor.